God bless you this morning. Thank you for joining me. This is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois. <clears throat> Excuse me, not just City Changers, Illinois, but the Power and Presence Ministry as well. As somehow um, I could explain that a tiny bit is that the Lord hasn't really released us from that ministry as, as far as I know. So I just keep posting on both of them. So today I'm going to talk about the dark night of the soul. And I know many of you have probably not been through it and many of you probably have or some of you probably have. I have in my earlier years. I was trying to think what years they were. Uh, I think it was around in my late 20s I went through a real time of a dark night of the soul. And I do believe, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit, that I believe it is a place of discipline. Um, it, it was for me. I, I believe it is for everybody. It, it's, a, it's a place where that God uses. But, well, let me, let me just talk about it a little bit. For one thing, it was, uh, if you've ever done any study on Dark Night of the Cross or Dark Night of the Soul. It was a Christian um, in the 16th century, a Spanish poet, actually, a Roman Catholic mystic named St. John of the Cross. He was uh, the author himself. He he titled, he 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 didn't even title the poem himself, of which he wrote two book-length commentaries on. The Ascent of Mount Carmel and the Dark Night, St. John of the Cross describes the dark night of the soul as this, a spiritual crisis in a journey towards union with God. Amen. Let me say that again. A spiritual crisis in a journey towards union with God. So the journey towards union with God, it it sounds familiar, right? This week, you know, uh, actually, hopefully every day this week, I'm going to pick a character out of the Bible and speak about that character that is going through a dark night of the soul. And we can get a little bit better picture of it. So we don't have to be afraid of it for one thing, friends. We do not have to be afraid of it. This is a place that is designed to draw us near to God, to draw us into a place of correction it is our journey towards union with God amen so um, job said in verse or chapter 30 verse 26 in the ESV version he said yet when i hoped for good evil came and when i looked for life there came darkness you know that's for a christian that that is not aware of of what is going on or what they're going through. That is a frightening experience because you've at one time experienced so much of the light of God, the your born again experience. Amen. You you've have felt the glory of God. You've been in His presence. You've received revelation. You've you've been in the His light so bright. Amen. And then all of a sudden. 
all of a sudden, this is what it felt like to me. Now, uh, your experience might have been a little bit different, but it just felt like God was gone. Uh, Totally, absolutely, like you were cut off from God. It was that dark. It was that dark for me. So, um... When you're there, you know, I, I just just let me give you just a little bit of encouragement. When you're in that dark night of the soul, it's a good time just to keep your mouth shut and listen. If you're in the dark night just just now in in your circumstances or in your life with God, then remain in in quiet. And when you are in the dark, listen and God will give you a very precious message for for yourself maybe even for someone else is what Oswald Chambers said let me read it like exactly how he said it at times God puts us through the discipline of darkness to teach us to heed him songbirds are taught to sing in the dark and we are put into the shadow of God's hand until we learn to hear him hear him amen so watch where god puts you into darkness and when you are there oswald chambers says keep your mouth shut are you in the dark just now in your circumstances or in your life with god then he says remain quiet and when you are in the dark listen and god will give you a very precious message for someone else when you get into the light And you know what I believe he's saying there is that there are others that are going through this dark night of the soul, this time of chastening. And they're going to need to hear that somebody else has been there, got through it, and understood to some degree what it was they went through. Because it is, it could be a scary place, but we are not to be afraid. Um... I believe that, you know, we all have moments where where we're going to feel the darkness of life and we feel alone, we feel disappointed, we feel dejected, depressed, or, or we feel disgusted and we feel dry and it's like, where did God go? And as Christians, you know what, I believe that we can mistake these seasons for God's rejection. Listen to me, mistake these seasons. For God's rejection or abandonment of us so it can drive us further into despair and this is where the enemy can take us toward destruction the darkness can come upon us by the circumstances of life or it can just come without any explanation or any understanding you know what maybe some of you or one of you are in a place such as this right now, a season that is so dark. If so, I want you to know that there is nothing there to fear. I want you to just be silent. Listen for what God has to say there. He has not left you. He has not um, deserted you in any way, shape, or form. So do not fear. The Bible says over and over again in 366 uh, scriptures says for us not to fear. That's one for every day of the year. Remember the, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, 
but of power, love, and self-control. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. So in saying that, um, I think I'll go, I'll go ahead and go. I'm going to do the first character, um, which is Jacob. And let's talk about Jacob's experience for just a moment. And then tomorrow, I, I think we've got, um, who did I pick out? Uh, let me see. Dark Knight. The next one would be Job. I thought would be I went I went to the book of Job to find my uh encouragement and my help mostly through that dark night. Then we'll go to Paul and, and a couple various different ones. So So Jacob, let's go to Genesis 32:24. It says, "So Jacob was left alone." And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. So, you know, as as we look at Jacob in in, um, in the Bible, as we look at God's word, as we look at our forefathers, we can find many examples of the dark night of the soul, Jacob being one of them. One week, If I did one every single day, probably would definitely not be enough study on it. But you can find articles on it. You can find, you can read the book, uh, St. John's book, um, Dark Night of the Soul, and get some help that way. You can read the book of Job, uh, or as I said, these characters in the Bible who went through Dark Night of the Soul, we can grasp help, encouragement from them. But don't be afraid. So, uh, anyway, I actually want to encourage you to do your own study of, say, your favorite men and women in the Bible, especially those listed in Hebrews 11. Um, In our Hall of Faith chapter, you'll find that they all had these moments that were dark, moments that were full of despair, and uh, we're not any better than them, and they're not any better than we are. So in regard to Jacob, if most of us know the story about him and his twin brother. They were born to Isaac and Rebekah. And from the moment that um, Jacob was born, he was competitive. Amen. He was fiery. And, and Jacob's name came from the fact that he was grasping his, his brother's heel. Remember when they were born? He was reaching up at his brother's heel, pulling on him. So Jacob was also, he was smart, he was crafty. And as he grew older, and as he convinced his older brother to sell him his birthright, um, he even deceived his father because Isaac was old, Isaac was blind, and as he pretended to be Esau, as Jacob pretended to be Esau to obtain the all-important father's blessing which they you know in that time was a big deal in our day i i can only wish and hope it was a big deal that fathers would bless their children but we're not living in that time but esau was outraged he was angry with jacob's actions and he had actually esau said he was going to kill him and so rebecca 
his mother sends Jacob away to avoid the conflict while he's on his journey and then God gives him this great vision of a of this stairway to heaven with angels that were ascending and descending and you can read that in Genesis 28 verses 12 through 15 he was given a blessing as well in Genesis 28 13 and 14 the Bible says I am the Lord the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and the south and all people will be blessed through you and your offspring so no matter Jacob's sinful ways and they were sinful ways God blessed him God gave him great vision for his life and Jacob dedicated his life to the Lord And then it goes on to say he made a vow to the Lord and gave him a tenth of everything he had. And then Jacob began to uh, fulfill the vision as as he married and as he had children. And then the time came for him to reunite. Amen. They were going to leave and end up meeting Esau in between one place and another. And it says Jacob was in great fear and distress and he sent a peace offering ahead to Esau hoping it would appease him and then and then he cried out to the Lord um, in Genesis 32 and he says I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness that you have shown your servant I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan but now I have become two groups Amen. His family had become so big. He had married. He had children. He had um, Leah. He had Rebecca. And he said, save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I'm afraid that he'll come and attack me and also the mothers with their children. So he says, but you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. That's in Genesis 32. So that night, you know what? God sends an angel to Jacob, and it says he wrestled with that angel all night long. He struggled with his all of his might, saying, you know what? I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he was determined to get blessed. He was determined to to uh, fight with that angel, to struggle with that angel. And the angel asked him, he says, what's your name? What is your name? And after telling him his name was Jacob, then the angel says, you know what? Your name is no longer going to be called Jacob, but you're going to be called Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and you have overcome. Genesis 32, verse 24 through 32. So it was a huge turning point in Jacob's life up until this point. Jacob had been, he had been fighting for everything he had. He was full of self-sufficiency. And then finally, God met him in a time of desperation. And in Jacob's, we'll call it dark night of the soul, he surrendered, big word there, 
a word we want to pay attention to there. He surrendered to God and he was blessed. Amen. Surrendering in our darkest hour is important. Friends, I want you to really get it. I want you to understand that God does not want you to be afraid in your dark night of the soul. He wants you just to surrender. And and he and so that's what Jacob did. He surrendered to God and he was blessed. And he even gave him a new name. God gave him a new name. God gave him a new identity. God uh, helped him remember that the old Jacob was dead and then out of this new one man I'm getting ready to close here and tomorrow I will do um, I think it was Moses I was going to do so out of this one new man Israel there, there is this great legacy that was set in motion so you know what I just want to encourage you today if you are in your dark night of the soul, you need to quit fighting against God and surrender. And and you know what? If you don't understand that, even ask God that. He wants to help you in every which way possible. So let go of the past and look to the future. Then and then and then only is when he can bless you. So let it go. Let your past go, and and just like Jacob did here in his dark night of the soul, and let your word be surrender. I surrender to you, God. I surrender everything to you in this dark place, and let God work in your life. But do not fear that God is, is angry with you. Do not fear any such thing. God is bringing you through a wonderful place that you will come out with much encouragement for other people. And not only that, you will have learned a lot yourself. So, okay, so I want to just say God bless you each and every one. We are praying for you who would might possibly be going through that dark night of the soul, or if you do... Um, I'll be sharing about mine at some point here this next week, probably. But uh, praise God for each and every one of you. You're in our prayers and we'll continue to cover you with the protection of the Lord, with the glory of God, with the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name.